Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Wow, we've got a great lineup for all of you today. You know, we're getting fired up. We're getting ready to get into the season. But what is it about today, November 30th? You know, what is going to happen here with the moon and the eclipse? And what does that mean if you think about it energetically? Many of you have heard us talk about the fact that we're moving into a very special time on 1221. Um, and it, you know, when you talk about things like that, we talk about the planetary movement and we talk about these two giant plan- uh, planets, Jupiter and Saturn, and they are coming, they, if you look at them, they look like they're going to crash, right? Well, they haven't been this close, especially this close in the sign of Aquarius in 400 years. And so there is an energy that people are feeling, and there is an energy that we feel within us. The question is, what do we do to help ourselves move through time and heal so that as we come forward, as we move forward in life, that we are moving forward and the healing is happening as we do that? One of the things I've learned is the bigger I dream and the more things that, you know, I call into being for myself in conjunction to helping others and the planet, the more I do that, the more things seem to show up that need a special bit of attention. But what have we learned about this? What have we learned about ourselves? What have we learned about energy? What have we learned about energy healing? And what happens when we talk about chakras? And many of you know that from our work with Sarah, Sarah Main, chakra is a Sanskrit word. And what does it mean when we look at that word? Today, I'm so thrilled to have Glenn Park join us here today because we're going to be talking about one of the most incredible books that I've that read I when it comes to the chakra and chakra systems, one of the most incredible books to help us understand what happens within us, what happens from a, whether a psychophysical perspective or perspective, or that happens to us energetically. Can we truly heal these things that we carry forward multi-generational, maybe multi-life energy that needs to be healed. Today, I am so thrilled to have somebody join us here today. We're going to take a look at this. You know, Glenn is a healer, teacher, writer, workshop leader, trainer in the Alexander Technique and Chakra Healing Therapy. And you're going to hear about that today. Been practicing these two modalities for over 30 years. And so 
there is a healing that really needs to happen, in my opinion. Can we do it? What is it that's up for change? Glenn, it's great to have you. Welcome. Thank you. That's so lovely, your introduction. Thanks. And it's lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me. You know, you and I, we were talking, all of us were talking before the break, we were talking about today and what today is. And Mm -hmm. you were right. I mean, it is this lunar eclipse and they call it a beaver full moon, a lunar eclipse. There's many things we call it, right? But there's an energy in all of it. And whether you believe astrologically or you look at the energies and you look at the moon and you look at the eclipse, my sense that people are feeling that it is time for us to heal things that perhaps we were carrying for a long time. And your book is timely. Can you talk about how we view healing in the world and how, the, how, our, how our chakras are there to help us understand the different aspects of healing we could achieve? I'll do my best. Okay. <laughs> well, you, you do a really good job in the book. I was, re- I was looking at the book and I, I got to one point in the book and it's like, well, wait a minute. She's talking about culture now. That got my attention. But yeah, go for it. Okay. Well, the wonderful thing about the chakras is that it gives us a map of the psyche that's that's um, um, located in the body. The culture we've been accustomed to in the West for many years is that consciousness resides in the brain, that the brain creates consciousness and the mind. But the chakra system has a very different view of consciousness. Consciousness is living right through our bodies, outside of our bodies, beyond our bodies, into the universe. And as we heal our chakras and heal that those different levels of consciousness in our body, we're able to send out that healing to the world and we can impact upon the world at this subtle level. So it's very important to be able to heal ourselves as well as do our best to make the changes that we want in the world. Yeah, I want to so stay with... Yeah, I want to stay with what you just said there a minute, but because I want to, I want to really talk with you about something you cover, and you just said it. You know, we're talking about something that also invite, it also involves this, involves the psyche, right? Yes. Yes. So the the chakras talk are really about the evolution of the psyche. So the the base chakra, the starting point in our chakra system, which is at the base of the spine is dominant when we're in the womb as a fetus and and at birth and during the first year or so of life it's our inner animal that's purely focused on survival and then childhood the dominant chakra becomes the sacral chakra and this is our this is our inner child that that develops through creative curiosity about the world and a desire for love and pleasure and sensual curiosity so this is our this is an inner child, and though in childhood that's dominant, this chakra is there right through our lives. And so if we've had a difficult childhood, there are wounds in that chakra that we need to heal. Same for the next chakra, which becomes dominant in adolescence, young adulthood, and this is where the motivation changes from a drive for pleasure to 
a drive for self-esteem. Often in the West, we call it the power center, but it's how powerful, how confident we feel inside is what's important about this chakra. It's where we start to really look at what kind of an adult am I going to be? What do I want to achieve in my life? How do I want to be respected as an adult? So this, and those three lower chakras make up the, the kind of basic personality and have our main gifts and our wounds according to what's happened to us in those years and what karma we're bringing into this lifetime as well. So that's where the heart chakra comes in. That's our healer. The heart chakra is our healer that is operating like a compassionate witness that is able to look at ourselves not with the attachment of the ego, but from a place of acceptance, accepting our woundedness, accepting our gifts. And with that loving healing energy of the heart chakra, healing can begin to occur. So then the energy in the system flows much more strongly. We have all this earth energy that's been developing from the earth through the chakras up towards. And now as the heart chakra opens, the crown chakra emanates, it's open all the time, becomes much stronger and enables us to contact our more creative, inspirational, spiritual energy in the upper chakras. So we, in the throat chakra, we have a creative communicator, a creative artist, dancer, sculptor, you name it. And in the eye chakra, a creative thinker. It's the thinking side of the, our inspiration and creativity. And finally, the crown chakra, if we evolve to that level, we actually experience non-dual consciousness. We experience um, enlightenment. We experience being at one with the universe. So, so there's this lovely developmental story that works through our bodies and through our chakras. I have to tell you, I, I knew I was going to ask you this, and I know they send me all these questions that I'm supposed <laughs> to ask you, but I actually read the book. That's just lovely. so you know. Thank you. Yeah. What I really loved, and I want to talk with you about this when we come back. I guess I'm one of the few people that really was fascinated, especially in my own studies. I was fascinated by Maslow. I was fascinated. There are a couple of people out there that got my attention early on. Victor Frankel was one of them. When a friend of mine gave me Frankel's book, like when I was really a mess, right? I was like totally a mess. Yeah. And they gave me the book and they said, read this. I read it. It changed my life. I didn't understand it. But I understood him and I could feel what he was going through. And I had never felt anything like that before. It hit mm. me at such a cut level. Maslow was the other one. And I remember being in school and just debating this with one of my, with the dean at the time and debating this. He was, he was the chair of my committee. And uh, I, I actually got rid of him for my dissertation because it wasn't going to work because I said to him, there's something about this that we need to talk about spiritually and psychology. You know, we need yeah, to talk yeah. about, you know, if I'm going to study something like job insecurity or broken promises, this is an energy that isn't about connecting boxes theoretically. There's something here, here, right? Mm. And when we come back, I want to talk with you about one, thank you for the imagery in the book. Thank you. I know how hard it is 
to get the publisher to do this. Thank you. When we come back, I want to talk with you about the connective nature of the chakras and the psyche, according to Maslow, if you're up for it. I'd love to have that chat with you because we're living it now. See, we're in a world now where we're living this. Mm. When we come back, we're going to talk about how this book, I I, I know Glenn wrote this book way before today, but how this is so needed today in the world. It is profoundly brilliant. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares practical tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you learn to live your best life. Live the good life, connecting your physical and spiritual self with Sabrina Wright every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationDocRadio.com. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion. With me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. Are you ready to find out who you really are? Are you ready to have fun and listen to the soul part of yourself? Indulge in a deeper meaning with Laura Goldstein, host of Coffee with the Universe. This show will awaken that true self hidden deep within you and will get you energized on who you were created to be. So go ahead, grab your cup of joe and experience Coffee with the Universe with Laura Goldstein on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, I just want to say Glenn Park is joining me here today. For those of you, let me just hold it up if I can here, just so you see. Fabulous book, right? Do you see that, everybody? 
But what I was referring to in the book, and we have three copies of this to give away. Um, one of the things I love, and I'm going to hold this up again, is if you all can see the camera, you'll see what's included in this book, right? And <clears throat> this is brilliant the way Glenn has gone through here and brings it all together for us, right? The book, as you know, Chakra Healing Therapy, Awaken Spiritual Energies and Heal Emotional Wounds. Yes, even though this book may have been written a time ago, it is perfect for where we are. Um, Glenn, before we, we get into the psyche in the chakra, how do we find out more about you? And then Benny, I'm going to give away a copy of the book here. What would you like to know about me? Website, <laughs> YouTube, anything. Oh, yes, fine. Yes, my website is glennpark.uk. And the book is um, available in the traditions uh, stroke forward slash chakra healing therapy. It's also on sale at Indie. And um, the, the, I'm thinking, trying to think of American sellers, Barnes and Noble, that's the one. Exactly. Yes, yeah. it's, it's on all those sites. Yes, that's about it, really. And I will tell you, this is really, I'm not kidding when I say this is a book for our time. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk with you about, and Benny, let's go ahead and give away our first copy of the book, 1-800-930-2819. And certainly if you have a question for Glenn, please come on, let's get your question or give Benny your question. Um, in the book, I was really struck to go to the middle section of the book where you have these beautiful diagrams. They're just, they're more than beautiful, Glenn. What they are is they explain things, visually explain things beautifully. You know, whether I'm looking at your diagram on universal mind or we're looking at, you know, something that has to do with the divine realm. But I was so pleasantly surprised to find Maslow's triangle here. Yeah. Because that says to me that we're talking about the psyche, yes. right? Yes. In conjunction with chakra and chakra healing. Tell us about the relationship of this. With Maslow's triangle. Yes. I'm I'm going to need to put my glasses on to read the levels here. <laughs> here I go. I can read them for you. Yes. So so the levels that Maslow has are, are physical. The, the base level is physical needs. The next level is security needs. The next level is social needs. The next level is self-esteem needs. The next level is self-actualization. That, that's his final level in his sort of first triangle. He did actually add another level of self-transcendence uh, as opposed to self-actualization uh, later in his life. But I've just put the basic ones there. So I've put the triangle in the book with color-coded with the chakras. So the physical level is definitely base chakra, the physical level of needs, the need for security, for food, uh, and so on. The, the, um, sorry, I've said food and, and drink and, and, and yeah. sleep. Yeah. The next level security, the fact that you feel safe within your family unit, and that's moving from base into the second chakra, the sacral chakra. And then the next needs are social. The, the child needs to be a happy member of the family. These are the social needs, needing love, needing to have a happy, pleasant life. That's the 
sacral chakra and then moving into the solar plexus chakra it's need for self-esteem we need to feel good about ourselves after that we have the potential to open the heart chakra and as i said earlier as the heart chakra opens it brings more spiritual energy more inspiration into the throat and eye chakras we can function better as creative communicators creative thinkers and so on and ultimately to the self-transcendence of the crown chakra so that's how the maslow levels link with the um with the chakras you know we are uh, we are at this place now if you look at us uh, and i can only speak for the united states at the moment um, but we are getting back, we're getting ready to end back into the lower levels of Maslow. You know, we had a moment where we started to come out, right? Yeah. But we are getting ready to come back to these lower levels. And, you know, this is something that was unexpected for a lot of people. Now, there are some people, you know, especially when I think about my family and my upbringing, I don't think we, as a family, got much out of the lot lower two levels. I mean, with the, just enough money to put food on the table, things like that. Uh -huh. But this level of security and physical, right, people are saying that even if this changes us, even if we get through this, we have to heal this at some core levels. Can you talk about, you know, the importance now of making sure that we are healing in ways perhaps we've not done before? Well, it, the healing has to come from the heart chakra. And so the heart chakra has to throw its loving gaze at that base chakra. And there are, as a, as a culture, we are very ungrounded. The base chakra, the, the Hindu name for it, means root support. It's, it's our connection to the earth. It's where we're rooted into the earth. Are we rooted into the earth as a culture? We're not. This is why there is a crisis over climate change and environmental disaster going on around us. So the heart chakra can look kindly on that ungrounded, wounded, little inner animal that is us. Actually, if you think about how the base chakra, how we talk about that area of our body, we usually use it to swear and curse. We don't have good things to say about our inner animal that's keeping us alive every hour of the day and night. Um, so the, the heart chakra can help us. We can mindfully go for a walk in nature and feel our connection with the earth and enjoy the wildlife that we see around us. We can build ways of regenerating that base chakra yeah. just as we need to regenerate the earth. So I think the healing of the, of the planet has to go alongside the healing of ourselves in that way. Similarly, with the second chakra, with the child, if, if I, actually there's a quote in the book from Confucius, um, Confucius, it's from the Bible. And it's, you know, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I thought as a child, I understood as a child, but now I am a man, I have put away childish things. Well, we shouldn't put away childish things. <laughs> we, we need to maintain our inner child, we need to 
do pleasant things. I mean, one of the things that we do see on television in the UK is lots of uh, television programmes about food. And I think food is one of the ways that we nurture that in a child, having delicious meals. Um, if we don't have a, a good, varied degree of giving ourselves pleasure, giving ourselves pleasant, sensual experiences, um, then this chakra can become a very addictive chakra. We can become overweight from our addiction to food. We can become alcoholic. We can become a drug addict because it's like, this is the only way I can get any pleasure. I can only get pleasure by eating this or drinking that or what have you. So we have, a, we have to take care of that inner child and give ourselves simple pleasures that we wanted as a child and that we still need as adults. And the heart chakra can look kindly on that inner child and find ways to nurture and take care of it. So that's the second chakra. The third chakra, we, we have a hard time with our third chakras because it's where we become the judge of ourselves. It's where we either feel really proud about ourselves or it's where we feel really bad and ashamed and guilty we're not good enough. And we have to learn to accept ourselves in that third chakra and to really honour the things about ourselves that we're pleased about. And those things we're pleased about might just be that we've got a good relationship with our siblings, that we have taken care of an ageing parent. It doesn't have to be that we've become the president of the United States, may I <laughs> suggest. You know, we don't have to get to the top of the ladder. We have to do things that we feel have made a good contribution to the society we're in. And, 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 and yes, yeah, so the heart again is just accepting all the woundedness and helping us to see that we are, a, 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 underneath it all, we are a divine essence that is just growing in the best possible way. So then, do I carry on? Or, yeah, I mean, let me that, just, that, let me just say this. Healing. What you're talking about right here is, you know, we are at an interesting place right now. And the interesting place we are right now is, is understanding that there is this way for us to create the life we truly desire. And it's extremely difficult to do that if we're carrying anger and resentment, especially yeah, yeah. forward. And, you know, I want to talk to you about this when we come back. Resentment is this insidious thing. It is, it is a really interesting energy, right? Because it has a jam-packed punch on yeah. ourselves. Yeah. And what I mean by that is we use the word resentment, but underneath it, underneath it is a whole bunch of stuff that comes from all of the chakras here. And so when we come back, I want to talk with you about let the healing begin. Yes. Mm. Let's do that. Let's take a short break. Everybody will be right back. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. 
Are you one of the many women in the world who've carried the burdens of work and family with the added circumstance of the pandemic? You are not alone. Join Mary Rose Campbell with five other powerful women on Saturday, December 5th, starting at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, for the International Conference on Resilience for Women, as they share what they've learned to create power for themselves under any circumstance. Get your tickets now at resilientwomensconference.com. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy Ober. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy Ober. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Tune in to the show Heart Change Consciousness with me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, change makers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show, Heart Change Consciousness, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Transition, simultaneously the most difficult and vital part of the human experience. Without change, how would we grow? Tune in to Grounding Into Your Radiance with Stacy Barber every second and fourth Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Step into your truth and allow the light into your life. For more information about Stacy and her services, visit StacyBarber.com. That's Stacy, S-T-A-C-I-E, Barber.com. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit burnbrighttoday.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. For more information about me, go to thedrpatshow.com. Of course, we have Glenn Park joining us here today, and we've already given away one copy of the book. Here it is right there. Fantastic. Um, and we are Benny. Let's go ahead and give a second copy away. Uh, 1-800-930-2819. And Glenn, people can find out about you by going to glennpark.uk, right? Yep, that's right. Mm. Good. Perfect. Um, and the book is available certainly in Inner Traditions, but all you need to do is go in and look for Chakra Healing Therapy, Awaken Spiritual Energies, and Heal Emotional Wounds. And of course, by Glenn Park. Um, I got a question that came in and I want to just read it to you from our folks. Uh, one of our listeners that sent it in. Um, hey, Dr. Pat and Glenn, thank you for this show. You mentioned resentment. Um, I have been told, I have been told by the people that are close to me that they, they point out how angry I am. You know, there are times when I don't think I'm saying anything, but they're picking up that I'm angry, that maybe there's something that's inside of me that I resent. 
and they can feel my anger. Uh, this is from Liz. And Liz says, but I think we're all angry right now, right? Uh, what do I do to heal the anger? This is a great question. Yeah. I think there are two parts to it, Glenn, but I'd love to hear what you have to say. There's the part where people are picking up that I'm angry, but I don't see, I, I don't feel angry. Stop telling me I'm angry. Stop telling me I'm angry, kind of, right? Mm -hmm. There's that part. And then there's the other part about, well, everybody's angry now. So let's mm -hmm. tease them apart. Anger and resentment. These are strange little bedfellows, right? But boy, they can really bring you down. How do they fit into the conversation about healing and chakras? Well, I can't say definitely to your um, listener that I know which chakra the anger and healing, yeah. uh, anger and resentment might be coming from. That's something that she might be able to find out by looking at her past. But I could give some examples. So um if you've had a really unhappy childhood and you haven't had much love and you haven't had much fun as a child then you're likely to feel very resentful and that a lot of the stuff that is coming from childhood is unconscious you don't even know it's un, it's happening at a very unconscious level looking back through your childhood and working out how it was will be a way of thinking, well, that might be where a lot of unconscious anger's coming out that my family yeah. are noticing and I'm not. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could even go deeper than that. If you, if you as a baby didn't feel secure, um, you, you, could, you could actually be very threatened and very angry at, at that level as, as early as that. Another very common area though, and probably the most common at the moment, is to do with the solar plexus chakra, the third chakra, where um, we become, we're, we're much more mental, that it's a much more mental, it's very emotional, the second chakra. The third chakra is where we make judgments about ourselves and our lives. What kind of a person am I? And a lot of us, because we've not had as much success as we imagined we could have, can feel very resentful and very angry that, that life hasn't worked out as well as we thought it would. And this is a very sort of solar plexus chakra thing. If I was working as a chakra therapist, I would be working energetically with these chakras, yeah. getting them to flow, talking about what seems to be coming through with the, with the client and, and helping to heal. One of the ways we would do it with this solar plexus chakra would be to, um, to really discover your inner champion. So you have to start thinking about all the things that you've, you own, just things that you own in your life. I've got this really nice crystal. I've got this really nice ornament. I really like my clothes. You know, I like my flat. I like my house. I like my car, whatever it is. Just write a list of all the things that you feel really pleased to own. That's the simplest list. This is what I call boasting exercises. I make the most one. make the most of them yes so after you've thought about what you own go right through your life and think about all the things you've done all the achievements that you have achieved that you feel pleased about the exams you've passed the way you've maybe helped people the the uh, jobs you've done etc etc just write a list of your achievements and they can be quite simple 
um, achievements. They don't, you know, they don't have to be grand. And, and then think about your personal qualities. What do I like about my personality? I'm kind, I'm thoughtful, I'm intelligent, I'm a good sports person, whatever it is that you feel you, you, can, you have as, as personal qualities, write them down. And look at your physical qualities as well. What do you like about your face, your hair, your body, your hands, your feet, whatever it is? Just really allow yourself to appreciate. This is heart chakra energy. The heart chakra appreciates and loves and accepts. So let yourself appreciate all those things. Now, what tends to happen when people start writing this list is that their inner critic jumps in furiously <laughs> and says, oh, it's all very well. You might have passed that exam, but you didn't get a distinction or whatever it is. So then you have to invent a dialogue. You have to take one of the things you feel proud of and write it on a piece of paper. I'm proud that I looked after my dog when it was ill something as simple as that right and um write that in one colored felt tip pen and then your inner critic might come in and say yes but you 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 couldn't afford the vet's bill so you didn't get enough help for your dog and then you could say you you then make sure that your inner champion replies and you build a dialogue because this is the dialogue that actually needs to happen at a cultural level we need to be able to dialogue our differences rather than have this polarity of hate that, you know, I, I hate the way I didn't do this well enough. And, and we need to be able to find that inner champion balancing the inner critic that then turns into a critical friend. Another way that you can support your inner critic is to write your life story from the, from the standpoint of the inner critic here's the inner critic who is like your guardian angel and she's telling the story of your life and nothing you can do is bad from the inner critic's perspective i had a client who was on drugs when he was in his teenage years he came to me in his 40s and he was very ashamed of the fact that he was very into drugs in his 20 teenage years into his 20s and I said to him, well, what would you have done if you hadn't taken drugs? They said, oh, I'd have killed myself. I said, well, what a fantastic solution. How well you did there. The inner critic only sees that if you did something that you don't feel good about, you did it because the other options were even worse. So you, you, you find a voice that can support you yeah. and tell you that no matter how difficult things were, you did your best and they're proud of what you did manage to achieve. And that's your inner champion. And we all need to build an inner champion, especially when the culture, the world we're in at the moment is making life very difficult for all of us. So, so it isn't as easy to be a big success, be a totally happy person. It's not as easy as it used to be. We have the global financial situation in crisis and governments trying to make the poorest in society pay for that so it's not an easy world to be living in and we do need to be able to look upon ourselves kindly uh, and we don't have to be perfect we just have to be loving and accepting of ourselves
I think you just said it because that to me is, and Liz, I hope that this worked for you. Um, I also want to say to Benny, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and skip this last break, but I do want to give away the third copy of the book, 1-800-930-2819. If you want to find out about Glenn, go over to glennpark.uk. If you want to get a copy of the book, you could go to Inner Traditions or you could just basically look, Google it, Chakra Healing Therapy by Glenn Park, and it's going to pop up. Um, you said something I want to visit with you on kindness and love, right? Kind moments, kind yeah. moments. Mm. Even if you can capture just 60 seconds of a kind moment, yeah, right? where you put your video game down 60 seconds of a kind moment. Um, it, it's transformative. Yeah. And yet you're right about this. We're living in a time now where, you know, folks are wanting tools to help them. They don't have the solutions for the outside world. And yet we know that there is much that we can do if we had a few tools. But more importantly, some of the wounding goes deeply, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you, you need to get help for this. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk about deep wounding? Even though this is a different time, right? The pandemic, the generation that went through uh, 2007, 8, 9, you remember that? And 10, the economics, that generation yeah. 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 is now revisiting it here. Right. So I I work with a couple of people, young people that went through that and went through that and what it was like to not be able to get a job. And now here they are again after they came out of that. Mm. How can we heal these multiple occurrences of deep wounding? Because these are being called to be healed. They're like, please help me heal. Mm. I I think that we need to heal the world. Yeah. And that but we have to try to heal ourselves as a part of healing the world. I mean you you did say earlier that there's this major astrological event happening the yeah. Saturn Jupiter conjunction oh. in an air sign in yeah. Aquarius in Aquarius which which is potentially about fairness and justice and and these so i i do put some hope in in that we will find some world solutions when these planets and in three or four years time pluto will join them in a well we'll also arrive in aquarius i think there'll be this massive shift into a thinkings i i i I mean my whole book's about consciousness aquarius is about thinking and consciousness and i think consciousness is primary it's it's preceded the big bang so to speak it's everywhere consciousness and i think if we start finding our solutions in consciousness we will find them in the material world as well it has to be that way around so we start with ourselves and we we start to learn to be gentle with ourselves one of the expressions i like to use for the third chakra is i've done my best and that's good enough we don't have to be better than doing our best. We do our best. That's good enough. And the heart chakra then goes into just a, 
the sort of things you were mentioning about being appreciative, being kind, all those things open the heart chakra. And as the, as the heart chakra opens, it just heals. It starts the healing. So spending a few minutes each day thinking about people in your life that you appreciate. They can be friends. They can be relatives. They can be, they can be animals, pets. They can be people who've written books that you like to read. They can be people who are in politics who you think are doing good work, whatever. Just spend a few minutes sending gratitude and appreciation to, to something that you do feel appreciative towards. And you can appreciate nature. You can appreciate this wonderful planet that, that we, we live on and all the fantastic things that are still there. We can regenerate it. We can turn it into a a wonderful, wonderful place for everybody to live on. So just finding ways to love and appreciate is self-healing. Yeah. I mean, it's not good to think of it like that because then it it's important be, though. It, it's but, really but it critical. Is, that happens. Yes. The, the thing about the heart chakra is whatever you give out comes back. Right. And, and a nice exercise you can do with the heart chakra, actually, is to think about something you're going to send love and appreciation to. And then as you breathe in, you breathe in love for yourself. And then you breathe out that love to the thing you appreciate. You breathe in love to yourself, and then it generates that love out to the thing you appreciate. That's a simple heart chakra exercise that can help in these difficult times. You know, I'm really struck by the energy of this. Now, you know, I want to talk about this for a minute because we're hearing people talk about how things are shifting and changing. And I want to get back to something that you said because, you know, there is this energy that has to do with the planetary alignment. Some people say that the movement in the stars and energetically and even in, in planets that we cannot see, right? you know, they have significance and meaning. When I think about these planets, especially Jupiter and Saturn, I happen to be a quadruple Sagittarian. So anything about Jupiter gets my attention, right? And, but I had this moment where I got afraid. And let me tell you what I got afraid from. And, I, and I'm just curious about which chakra that is. Uh -huh. So I grew up, with sci-fi, right? That was my way out, right? Sci-fi movies as a kid, yeah. really young age. Sci-fi this, sci-fi this, War of the Worlds, blah, 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 and continue to this day. Mm -hmm. When I read that these two planets, I'm telling you, I, this just was so bizarre for me. I had a moment where I got like, whoa, I'm a little bit afraid of this where I, I was so excited about Jupiter and Saturn. Saturn, I've come to love. Let's just say I've come to appreciate Saturn. But these two planets, right? 400 years was the last time these two got this close. And, and, and we're talking, they're not gonna, it's not gonna even happen again until like 2080. But when I, I read how close they got or how close they're gonna get, I went to, sci-fi movie scared these two are going to come 0.1 degree of each other and i just felt energetically 
that massive movement movement of two of these largest planets coming that close, right? Mm. That's like one fifth of the moon, mm. right? The diameter of the moon. Mm-hmm. And they're going to come that close. And I had this moment of the realization of that energy. I can't even imagine what it'd be like to be on one planet or the other and watch this happening. And I just thought, where did that little fear come from? Curious for your thoughts on that. Because I know a lot of people are afraid, you know, especially about what it means for these for December 21st to happen. I mean, it's a solstice. These yeah. two are going to move into Aquarius, thank God, right? Mm. Mm. But what do you make of that, that, that unconscious sense of being afraid? Well, I think being afraid is the other side of being excited. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, somebody, <laughs> somebody could be going on a roller coaster ride, and it's really exciting. Right. Or it could be in a fishing boat that's going in, in and out of huge waves and be terrified. And yet yeah. the actual movement that they're going through could be virtually the same. And I think, I think excitement and fear do go hand in hand a little. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my first response. Yeah, I skydive, so I get exactly what you mean. I, I totally get what you're talking about. I mean, there is this moment when you, you're ready to, to get out the plane, right? And you yeah. say, okay, I don't do this anymore, but I used to be, did I check this? Did I check that? And you start to pull on things to make sure everything is tight. You know, you go through that moment, and then before you know it, you're out of the plane. So that's over with. Um, but there is this beautiful energy now and i my sense is and i want to ask you this last question my sense is there's going to be a whole lot that are going to whole lot of a whole lot of things that are going to show up for people that are being called to heal that's my sense of it and when i say that i'm really talking about the healing you're referencing in the book I'm not talking about running off to a doctor, although I will imagine that for a lot of folks, I know it worked for me. I had to work with other people. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do the healing alone. What's your sense of it? What What's your sense of what folks will go through here? Well, I hope. I mean, I, I guess I'm in the level of hoping yeah. that with this transition, there's going to be a healing in, in individually and, and culturally. I, I mean, one one of the things i'm hoping for is that i'm sure you know about the work of heart math don't you yeah i do appearance project yeah so that's a project where people are sending out this heart energy to the planet they're sending out love and care to the planet and we know that that energy influences the magnetic field of the earth we, we it's extraordinary we know that the magnetic field of the earth went into an absolutely dreadful spikiness when 9-11 happened in, in America. Yeah. And that out of that, we now know that if good energy is sent, the magnetic field becomes coherent and smooth and harmonious. So what if enough people really do start on a regular basis to spend five or 10 minutes, maybe longer, just sending care and healing to the planet and something starts to shift on a, mar- a major scale, a massive scale. 
like the 60s, but with the power of consciousness influencing everybody. That's it. Is that a possibility? That's what I hope for with the That's Jupiter my sense happening. of it. That's you mine. Know, and I'm right there with you. And, you know, mm. the thing that I love about this, about what you've put in this book, I know we have to call it a book, but it's much more than that. Because when I think about the journey that you take us on from the beginning of the book all through the book, you know, it made me stop and hit the pause button for a minute. Because I started to think, oh, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. I could not do that. I can stop doing that. Or I could do more of this. I could be kind in the face of somebody that the only way they know is anger. I don't have to match that. Yeah. And I think that what, what we're doing today and what you're doing is so right. In order for the, us to heal the world, we really have to start with ourselves. Yes. We really do have to start. Yes. You know, whether it's arguing with somebody in a parking lot of, of a shopping mall or, you know, in a grocery store or lashing out at somebody that may or may not have a mask on. These are mm. all things that mm. call for us to really look inside, aren't they? Mm. Yes, I agree. And, and learning to manage shifts and difficulties with other people in a respectful, yeah. loving, caring way. Yeah. I, I would, that, that to me would be, if that can happen at a personal level, it will start to happen at a larger level, at a, at a country level, at a, and we'll start to get global coherence amongst countries. That, that would be the way to solving all our problems. I agree. And, and then, if people are feeling loved, yes. they don't have to hang on to their billions of cash, the people who have got lots. No, if people are feeling safe and loved, all those things in the Maslow Triangle, they they just want to be generous. They want to give out. They want the world to work for everyone. So we need to get everyone feeling loved, feeling happy, feeling that they know how to lead a good life. And you know, there's one thing about love, and, and this is a great way to say thank you to you. There are no limits to it. We no. don't have a cap no. on it. No. It has an energy that just permeates every aspect of our mm. being universally. And I want to thank you for reminding us of this in the book, Lynn. And it, it opens up our creativity. It opens up oh that part gosh. of us that makes us want to be alive. 